Hello, and welcome back to Dedication. Fans remember the Bay City Rollers. This week's podcast is sort of a puzzle piece to our very first podcast, which wasn't really a podcast at all. It was a reading of a transcribed interview with Eric Faulkner by New York rock journalist Lou O'Neill Jr. In my small but somewhat eclectic BCR memorabilia collection, I have this press packet that included a press kit from Arista Records that's given out to media outlets, eight enlarged um, photos of a man um, who I later found out was Lou with the band, and handwritten transcribed notes of two interviews conducted by Lou, one with Eric and one with Woody. And though at one time I offered up this package um, as an item for a fundraiser, I'm pretty glad it didn't sell and I was happy to put it back into my BCR box, back in my closet. Well, today I received a missing piece to this puzzle, the actual cassette tape recordings of these two interviews. These interviews were meant, we believe, for Circus Magazine, not sure if they ever made it to print. If they did, that would be the last piece of the puzzle, a copy of that, of that issue. Um, I was so excited to convert these two MP3s and share them with all of you. Um, you may need subtitles, but overall, considering the recording we believe was January 9th, 1977, 43 years ago, we're pretty stoked. Um, This will act as this week's podcast, and next week we'll be back with Laura, and we have a massive four-parter starting, Um, so we hope you'll join us for that. Um, As always, thank you for listening. We love you. We appreciate it, and keep on rolling no matter what, no matter who, no matter where. Keep on rolling. Enjoy the interviews. I would like to ask you some questions that perhaps you don't get asked, you know, every day because uh, I'm a little bit older than some of your fans. But I, I saw the show on, on, on Saturday night. I was really very good at sports. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. Um, what kind of changes is it putting you through these things? Well, some things you get tired, some things you have a great day, but you're really happy now. But it's a funny, it's a funny baby job. Like, only we don't look at it. Well, it's a job. I mean, it's more like a... You start it off as your hobby when you first started school, like sort of most bands and stuff. And then it's like I was an electrician for a year when I was before I joined the band. And like, that's a job that's a five day a week, and then you work forty hours. And it's pretty much set. Yeah, and it's all and then on Saturday night you maybe go out. You know what you have to do and what you yeah, don't. Right, have. but this type of job you don't know what's going to happen next, and like it's exciting. But I think it's really exciting. And it's really How old are you, Woody? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're not an original band member, are you? No, I built four years. No, man. Hey, what's happening, bro? Yeah, that's the way to be. Uh, who were some of the people that influenced you personally when you were growing up? Um, well, when I used to, um, we've got like two type of radio stations back on like national ones. One's a radio one, one's radio two. And like radio two is more. Um, this is like BBC now, isn't it? Well, yeah, that's right. It's more like music for pleasure. And I used to listen to that music before I listened to pop music. Yeah. Like I used to like, uh, like Glenn Miller and Doris Day and French Nash. These type of people before I really got into pop music. And um, it was just when I started playing in a band when we started doing pop music and like, oh, it was all the, like the chart numbers and that. And um, like I wouldn't say 
one person was influenced me. That's a lot of like everybody's influenced me, really. How did you come about to become a member of the Bay City Rollers? Uh, well, I used to be in a band. You know, Pat, the new guy, who's joined, we used to be in the same band. We started this band off about uh, six years ago. And so you've been playing since you were 13 or oh, 14? Yeah, yeah. 13, yeah. Were you playing bass all the while, or were you playing um, guitar well, first, probably? Well, swapping, swapping around and not, because my first day... Uh, I imagine you play guitar, right? Right, yeah, well, I played guitar in the first band, and I played bass, and then I went back on the guitar and joined the rollers. Right. And all of so I went back on the bass again. Right. So it just keeps going back and forward. <laughs> but um, me and Pat started a band, like I said, six years ago. And uh, Tom, who manages the rollers, used to manage a lot of other bands, used to help a lot of bands in Edinburgh. Like, it's a big sort of circuit, and everybody used to know everybody and help everybody in I used to play the rollers a few times, and then the, the position just came up, and I just went to the band as rolling guitarist. And it was really a lot of great, it was the biggest sort of break in my career, that was really good. Since the rollers have uh, become the Bay City Rollers, you used to be the, I forget the Well, name. they used to be the Saxons. The Saxons, was the right, but you, you came on when, when the popularity and so on. Well, it was just before the band took off about... 73? Uh, yeah, but the band, the first, well, they had a single in uh, 71, which was called Keep On Dancing. And then after that it was about two years, three, two and a half years before they did anything else. And the first one after that was a song called Remember. And that was uh, 74. And I just joined about two, three months before that. Like I'd known the band a lot longer before that. In but terms of longevity, I imagine Derek probably is a senior member. Right, yeah, he's he's original member. And probably less as well? Uh, no, Les joined uh, just the same time as I joined. So it's, it was less than you. And of course, Pat replaced uh, Alan. Yeah. yeah. Who replaced? Uh, no, Pat replaced Ian. Who replaced Alan? That's right. Yeah, because Derek and Alan started the band when they were. What was the real story on why he split? Well, the real story was, I mean, he just he just got tired. He couldn't really handle it. Like, because what happened? I mean, when, when we started playing, we came up with the pressures and everything. So it, it wasn't new to, to you, right? Exactly right. Because like every day you get bigger and you get more hassles and that. But I mean, we can take them because we know how to handle the other ones. And then when Ian came in, he didn't have a clue how to handle like different problems and that, and different things worried him, and his privacy worried him, and that type of thing. And he just couldn't handle all these things at once, got, got into him, and just couldn't take it. Do you find this is a problem for you? No, because that's just what I'm saying. The rest of us, we've all like, been playing the band for like four years, we've been playing in bands for six years now, and uh, well, there's nine years, ten years. And then uh, we all know how to handle ourselves now. We're all experienced enough to know what's right and what's wrong, and what to just push to the side and what not to push to the side that type of thing. That's where, where Ian got bothered up when he couldn't handle these type of pressures. Like uh, example, uh, before he was with our band he used to be able to go out to the movies and that type of thing. But when he was with us from here in the hotel, if we are maybe got two days off, there's no place we can go unless it's straight out of the way, maybe to uh, somebody's house or in the mountains. Well my being thirty years old, what I saw Saturday night reminded me an awful lot of the Beatles back in nineteen sixty four when they first came. With the, of course, I must say though, you you, you sort of tease those girls a little bit by <laughs> by trying to get them to come up and so on. Let me ask you this question: The Bay City Rollers, and I think you probably agree, have an image of being all American type boys. You know what I mean? Um, did a yeah, I mean, yeah. did a fellow smoke or anything well, like that? Sometimes maybe one or two of them will have an occasional cigarette. But, I mean, nobody. No, I meant marijuana. Oh no, nobody ever smoked. I mean, I'll tell you that seriously, nobody ever. Because we always. You don't smoke drugs. Uh, no, no, I don't smoke anyway. But I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't smoke drugs anyway. I mean, I just think to me, it's like it's past it's so fashion and that. I mean, yeah. I'm not doubting anybody who does smoke it. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, like. If somebody wants to smoke it, that's up to them. But it's not it's for you personally. Lights. But for me, I don't smoke, I don't touch, I don't, I don't know if I like it or not. I mean, there must be something in it. But I mean, like, 
I don't doubt anybody that does take it because I mean, there must be a reason for them. Yeah. You know, maybe in a way it's safer than drinking and that type of thing. Cause, like, Do you drink? No, I don't drink either. I mean, and you don't smoke cigarettes? No. I'm a good little boy. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe later on once. I've not really. Like when I started playing in bands, you're always that busy. Like usually back in Scotland, at night times, everyone goes down to the pub and gets a pint of lager or a scotch, some whiskey. Not Guinness, whiskey. pint of Guinness. Right, that, yeah, that's it, right. And then, um, like we used to always do the practice and rehearse and that, so we never really got into that type of habit. So now, like maybe we'll have an occasional, maybe a wine or something like that, but nothing like, um, like maybe a pint of lager. I mean, I hate beer anyway. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's something you've got to quite a taste for. Really no, no vices, Woody, huh? No vices. Well, yeah, I'll probably get some soon. <laughs> once, once it also quite the a mate, a proper little. <laughs> what was the Australian tour like? I understand that the government was was pissed and and that comments were made and it was actually pandemonium. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, we started the tour in New Zealand and we went to a press conference. I like we've got a thing about fan clubs. We don't like to see our fans not getting like screwed with the money and that. Like they'll maybe send maybe I'll have a, like example they had a fan club in New Zealand where they were play, paying about eight dollars to join this fan club. And for that, they would only get like maybe some black and white photographs, a group shot of the, the band, or maybe a newsletter saying what was happening. And it would never, like, sometimes it would never be true because how they might know what we were doing. And like, what we worked out is that our fan club in Scotland is the only fan club worldwide. And that way we can keep control of what's happening. We send everybody a newsletter. And like, it's much cheaper. It's like we charge about $1.50 to join this fan club. But once it's Packaging posters and it's obviously going to cost more, but work out in the long run the best. And then um, this guy starts sliding us in this uh, New Zealand uh, press conference. He started saying, Oh, and what's, what's this about? Uh, you don't want a fan club in New Zealand and all these fans are going to do all this trouble with organising it. And he was really digging in and we'd explained it to him once and twice again and kept explaining it. He still kept digging in it and somebody just walked out. This is all. I know you have to this side. And more or less that precipitated then the problem. But I really got on the back because the guy was right, he was right in to get a dig at us, to knock us and that. Because I mean like a lot of, a lot of press, you find like America, for us is the only place we can come to and get decent write-ups and decent like uh, critics and that. Are, they're fair. They don't like the band, they won't write it down and say, I hate this. Oh, they might write that down but they'll say about their concert, everybody enjoyed it. I mean we've read that in some of the write-ups and that, but like in Britain, if you don't like the band, they'll write and say that the concert was rubbish, they can't play their instruments. Yeah, without style. actually even right. going to see. Right, and, exactly, right. That's the, that's the, um, the way they, they work back there. In Britain and Australia is a bit like that as well. I like America and Japan is about two places that's really nice to come to, to relax. You like the... Yeah, because like at least, I mean, you obviously get the one or two that write, like, but you get that every place. I mean, they're fair. If they don't like the band, I mean, they'll maybe say, I don't like the band. But they'll give you the reasons right. why or for whatever reasons right. they That's have. just a personal thing, but they'll say, but the, the audience seem to enjoy themselves, so they can't be anything wrong with it. I mean, they'll say that, and it'll be fair. I want to ask you a question. Are you becoming rich or a millionaire? Well, we've got a lot of money, but I mean, I don't know, I don't really like talking about money, because you feel I feel for people that's not got money. And the reason I ask you is because uh, when Pat, is it Pat who split? No, not Pat. Uh, Ian. Ian split. Uh, he was on his way to making a sizable amount oh, right, of money. Yeah, see, that's what's, that's what's, I mean, it's a funny situation. I mean, a lot of people say, like, the, like before he used to be a roller fan, he used to, he was always dying to get the rollers and he used to buy all the records and that. And like, when he first joined, he was over the moon, he was like, the rollers, and he was like walking about in a dream for a couple of months. But then once he started realizing how hard it was and that, and then that's what happened until he left the band. But you have to respect the man for something Quite like right, that, really, yeah, when you think about it, Woody. I mean, like, he wasn't going to, because he knew he was going to, um, 
pull us down at the same time as well. Because right. he wouldn't be working as hard. I'd also he'd met a girl as well in Ireland, and he said, "Listen, I've got a girlfriend now, and I just, I mean, like, I've got something that I can be happy with now, and I think I'll just, I'd rather just prefer working maybe in clubs that type of thing." And do you do you see these two mates that have left from time to time when you're in Scotland? Or? Well, Alan, like his ex brother, so we see him. I like I saw him just there in the New Year period. And then just saw how he's doing. He's, he's, he's doing well. Yeah, he's doing well. That's and great. Ian, he's still, sorry. Then again, I'll go across to Tom's house and So we'll see him as well. I mean, there's no hard feelings, no. Like, like Alan left. Because, well, he was 27 years old when he left the band. And he just went to. Are any of the fellas and the five that are playing with the rollers now married? No, no, yeah, we're still. No. How about you? You uh, just uh, play the field more or less? Yeah, well, I was really, I just, like, um, I mean, at the moment, my, my, my main uh, interest is just the, the group. And, like, uh, bring out good records and that. Yeah. I mean, once, I don't know, once set, so it all coins there, but then I start looking for a girl and settling down. Do you do much writing? Uh, fair, but not a lot. Sometimes. Because a lot of the records the Rollers have done, uh, Saturday Night's an original, isn't it? Yeah, well, that was uh, written by a, a team called Martin and Coulter back in Britain. Right. Like the ones. But the Dusty Springfield uh, song, that was yeah, a popular yeah. song when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. I really, I only wanted so to. See, we done, like, a lot of songs like uh, Bye Bye Baby, that type of thing, Don't Worry Baby, we've done in our albums and that. Because it's been like we used to do these numbers on stage, and it's always been like, like something you always want to do, and you say, oh, what's the point? Let's do them. <laughs> You're in a very unique position. Why do you think the Bay City Rollers get the reaction from the fans that they do? Well, what's your own opinion about that? I always think it's um, just a band, like you, a band just comes along at the right time and gets in there. They've got the right things to do it with, like they've got the, the right record company, the right people helping them. They've got a good manager, um, an image. I mean, suppose that's an image. I mean, people are going to copy it, and that's. I mean, this Tartan gimmick is tremendous. Yes, really. that's just that. All these wee things are add up, and then you get. That's so it's more or less a compilation yeah. of all the small yeah, it's things. It's a magic right? circle thing, and it's and just it just works. It's got work, anyway. <laughs> Do you ever play any other bases besides Precisions? Well, what happened was when Alan left the band. This was a uh, February. Of seventy six. Seventy six. So I just went on to bass then. And like uh, I bought a Gibson bass first. And I used that. But EB2? Uh oh no, it was um a Les Paul yeah. bass. Yeah. And um that was that was great, but see the the reason I liked that was because it was like a guitar neck. It was smaller than the the, the usual bass neck, like a fender bass. Right. And then once I got used to that then I went on to the precision bass, which is the full It seems everyone bass. uses precisions, you know. Right, yeah, they're great for stage and they're, they're like they're powerful powerful. Powerful. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, like, if you drop one of those, I mean, there's no much chance it's going to snap in two. Yeah. Like Gibson guitars, they're great sounds and that. Don't drop it. But, right. I have a drop that I, I have an acoustic Gibson called a Hummingbird. Oh, right, we've got, yeah, we've got this. Beautiful right. sound, but you've got to take good care yeah, of it. Same with like, any Gibson guitar, we try not to use Gibson, but we used to in the past. Well, the Kerrick. Right, stage. Right, because I mean, like, if you get knocked down on that, you could fall into a bit of hand with that and you bust his face. A couple, of, a couple of tunes the other night, you were, had, were out of tune because apparently. Right, when, yeah, because. I could hear the pegs, right. you know, I could hear the right. pegs start to. Yeah, part of the like, you go down my street, you've got to turn down because there's nobody you can tune up again because you just can't hear. I know. Like, in some things, people, people will realise that and say, well, what can you do about it? But other people just say, ah, I can get them here. And they'll say, perhaps never played this guitar all night. And see, <laughs> you know, it's just, I mean, oh, it's a blessing anyway. If you have a chance and you're in a position to, at a music store, look at a Rickenbacker sometime. Yeah, I've tried Rickenbacker. They're pretty well. long, though. Great, right, yeah. Play them like this. I used know. to have a six string Rickenbacker. Did you? Which yeah, one? Like, Not the John Lennon model. That was the smaller one. Remember the John Lennon model with the, the three pickups and the uh, white pickguard? Right. And the three quarter size neck? Yeah.
Our time is up. Let me think of one last question. One last question. What's your uh, What's your favorite American city? Um, you may have to wait around for it. I don't know. Every, so far, every, every city's got a different, a different thing that I really like. Like um, Los Angeles is quiet. And uh, New York is busy and there's like, loads of times to do restaurants. That type of thing you can go to. I don't know. Just, they're all, they've all got something nice about it. We just want to get one picture of you and me together. What I want to do is if you can stand up right here right. in the archway. What else? I don't know. I hope I, uh, I hope you have a lot of good luck. Come a little bit forward. And I'm really, I'm really, it's really right to me. Right into the yard. I thought I was going to hate you, but I like it. It's really all right, you know. We're going to use these to promote the group in the, in the paper. This is the point. This is the point. <laughs> you know what? Why don't you stand back? I don't know. Get it together, Steve. We're going to point? Get two now. One more. One more. Okay, we Okay, I'd like to get one or two. Can I just get one or two of you by yourself standing? Because they're only sitting down. Try to, you know, Woody, when I talk to my young friends like you, I just say try to take everything and bring us all along with us. Enjoy it while you can. John Lennon and Paul McCartney told me one time, they said, if we had known back then that it was going to go by like the Concord at 2,000 miles an hour, man. Okay, okay. Thank you. Good luck, Woody. Good to see you. Okay. I say. Oh, we'll hear it back. So, how are you? Correct. How's the, how is the tour going? Never seen you before. Uh, no. Never. It looks that way. No, it's just. You were you at the show on Saturday? Yes, I was. Yes, I was at the show. Did we see you then? No, I no. stayed as far back from you know in the, the back. Backstage though. No. No, no I stayed. Right, right, right. Right, right. Got double. Uh, Eric Faulkner. Yeah, guitar. Yeah. Uh, Fender. A Strat, yeah. They have got Gibson humbuckers on it. Yeah. You don't <laughs> play them on stage, though, do you? Huh? You play your Les Paul on stage? No, no, but I've got a Strat. I've got Les Paul humbuckers put on it. Oh, I see what you're saying, right? I see. Because Woody was telling me, you know, the instruments take such a pounding, you know, like oh, it's a couple of night, a couple of songs. I think that your pegs got hit and you went out of tune Saturday got, night. You know when we swap, when I swapped twenty bass and we went on the piano, a security guy goes and knocks my guitar over. There's a big chip on the neck now. Yeah. So uh, if I needed, if I'd have seen that, I would have, I would have had the guy. <laughs> well, you can always buy another one, right? How long have you been a roller? Uh. Five years now, four and a half, five years. Oh, how old are you? Eh, uh, I'm 22. I'll be 23 next October. So I'm getting... You know, I was a teenager when we started. <laughs> Is this like a, an unbelievable dream for you, what you have been through in the last five years? Eh... Uh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable that it's actually happened. I mean, like, I mean, like everybody dreams that it is going to happen to them. I mean, like every guy in a group. You know, like... Uh, but, I mean, it's been a gradual thing, like, I mean, even standing in Scotland, like, five years ago, they used to scream at us in Scotland. And, like, and then it spread to England, and then Ireland, and then Europe. And then the, the next place that went really big was Australia. And then from Australia, it came to the States, and Japan. And so, I mean, it's, it's everywhere now, but, I mean, it took a lot of... And a lot of guys left the group on the way, because you know, a lot of guys got sort of... Well, didn't Ian leave? No, yeah, it was a recent one, yeah, but it was a lot more. And Ian replaced 
Alan. Alan, whose was brother Eric, uh, Eric, Derek, Derek is yeah. a founding member. Yeah, well, was, that's uh, it was Alan and Derek who started the group originally. What? It's ten years. This is Derek's tenth anniversary. Gonna give him a gold watch. You know what that means? In America, when someone makes a joke, they put their hand out and they go like oh, that. Yeah, you ever I see that? They don't do yeah. that in Scotland, no, do they? No, I've seen it a long time. I want to ask you a question about image of the rollers. You know, and the image of the rollers is, is pretty wholesome. You know what I mean? Do you guys ever smoke or drink or anything like that? Go out and party? Or? Yeah, well, I mean, what, so, uh, I smoke and Wes smokes. And like, and like, but it's like, we're I, don't, I don't mean cigarettes. Oh, I don't know. It's like, I mean, like you sort of try it and you, you, you I mean, but I, I don't know. I mean, like, it, it's, it, I suppose it's a way of sort of relaxing. But the, I don't know. I mean, it's like whatever turns you on, really. I mean, it's no massy, and, and it's none of the groups, you know. I mean, but I, I, at the same time, I wouldn't condemn it. I mean, like, if, if you, you don't know. believe young people should be put in jail for smoking marijuana? Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm not an expert on it. I mean, I. I, I think whether at least they have the drugs, or I don't know. But I suppose, suppose with some, some people it will if you're, a, if you're a weak character, it could. But if you're a strong sort of character, then... Have you ever tried it? Yeah, years ago. Did you like it? No, because I didn't smoke then. It made me sick. It made you sick? Yeah, because I never smoked. I smoked now. I mean, I smoked cigarettes now. But I always once then. But, I mean, I've, I've got messed up in speed ones. What was that like? Which was uh, ended up me taking an overdose of sleeping pills because I stopped on, on the come down. And uh, were you trying to kill yourself? I don't know. Just my, my brain went. I mean, because what it, kind of pills were they? Do you remember? It was it was uh, what the, the sleeping pills? The sleeping pills. Oh God! It was second. I was more than Valium's Mandrax. It was a lot. I mean, I was. You had to go to the hospital, didn't you, to have your stomach pumped or something? Yeah, I mean, it was like hospital, wasn't it? <laughs> That's crazy. I, I was there for four days and I discharged myself because I was... You seem quite normal to me. Oh, yeah, I mean, this was, but, this was a year ago something. Eric, but, you I mean, seem quite normal to me. But, uh, you and know I, what, and that, was, that was a mistake. I mean, I would, I would, I would advise anybody to so, so, really never take speed because it really does... Because, I mean, you're sort of on a high for months, and then you, you, your sort of friends start to get worried, and, and, and they make you stop taking it. And then it's such, I mean, and it's such a come down when you come back to reality. And so you've got all the hassles and that. And it like, can be a pretty troublesome drug, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you, 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 you're sort of, when you're, you're on it, you're like, you feel that great, and then you stop taking it. Like Superman. Sort of, yeah, and when, you, and when you stop taking it, you're so depressed, it's, yeah. it's incredible. But well, when we were in college years ago, we used to take it, you know, to stay up for studying and so on. Yeah. But it's easily, it's easily understood how someone in your position, oh, yeah, you know, with yeah. the pressures, one night you're in Edinburgh and the next night you're in Surrey or wherever, and you're going from one nighter to one yeah. nighter, you can easily see how you could fall into that. You know what I mean? It's easily understood. So, uh, so, so but I mean, like now, I mean, I just, I mean, I just take nothing. Yeah. I just smoke cigarettes now. Yeah. I still don't take anything else. Well, who, who turns you on in music? Do you like? Uh, Wings? Do you like some of the Stone stuff? Uh, who, who do you like? The the person I most admire is uh, is McCartney for the fact that he's, he's sort of was with the biggest thing ever, and and he's and he's still managed to stay there. You know what I mean? Like and maintain. He's managed to get into something else and still have number one albums and still have number one singles and, and sell it everywhere. You know, and, and 
because he works. I mean, he, he really works hard. And uh, have you seen him in tour? No, sir. He was in London, and I missed him by a day because I really wanted to go and see. Because the security men that do us in London, so they've done that show, and right, they could have got backstage and everything. Yeah. So I missed that one. But I mean, I mean, I listen to McCartney. I mean, I think he's great, and I listen to things like uh, Wonder on Start, Eagles, America. I mean, I, I I like nice sort of laid back stuff. But I mean, I like. You like Jackson Brown? Did you hear him? Okay. He wrote that song, Take It Easy. I don't want to ask you the fave rave teen magazine questions. Yeah, it's to be great. very frank. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to ask yeah, you something. Nice. I have a little bit more of a sophisticated audience and I want to switch Yeah, it's to nice to talk about something different for your shoe size. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with talking about that, but it makes it, it is a nice change. I saw the concert Saturday night and I think that you guys have a lot of talent. I really do. You, you've got the sound there. Is the, the, you can reproduce the sound of your records. In my opinion, as a reviewer and a critic, that is always an important factor to be able yeah. to play your music. Yeah. But I mean, like, we're, uh, and, and it really shows, this, and, and, and when we do concerts, we're in a position there where, like, there's a lot of things we'd like to do, like, we would love to do an acoustic set, because a, a lot of the numbers on the albums have been acoustic numbers. Forget like, it. And with certain mandolins and things. And no like, chance. Yeah, and that's it, and so you've got to say, nah, it's, you'd never hear it, you know. But I mean, so, so maybe it's a good thing, because it gives us a, a reserve things to do in the future. In the future. Yeah, you know, so it's maybe a good thing in a way. Do you have a lot of brothers and sisters? I've got one brother. And what does he do? Is he older or younger? He's older, yeah. Older and wiser. He's got a steady job. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's his gig? What does he do? No, he, he's, he's, uh, he works with the, uh, the post office, I think. And he does in the offices or something. He's a, he's a I don't know, some kind of assistant manager or something. He's doing well, I mean, because like, he's, he's, he's a bit of a a brainy guy. He like, lives in Scotland, right? Yeah. And uh, I think he's getting married soon, actually. Be a wedding in the front. Are you married? No. Do you ever socialize with any of your fans? I think we got arrested. You're refreshing to talk to. You're refreshing to talk to. I just went through Woody and I felt like I was in a chocolate factory. I don't know. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's for sure. They're they're certainly young, young girls, but they sure are pretty. I'll tell you. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to tell what age they're over here, actually. Let me see yeah. an ID, honey, and maybe we'll go out and go dancing. Most <laughs> place that's Sweden. Sweden's incredible for bands. I mean, like they, they look like women. You know what I mean? And it, it's all blonde and blue eyed. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. But is the image? Would you say it's fair, Eric, to say that the image of the rollers is a wholesome goody-goody image or not? Eh, uh, what happened, uh, in, I mean, the, the whole thing started in Britain, and, and, and what happened, for me, first had success in Britain, like, everybody was sort of still, sort of the Woodstock thing was still there, you know, like, I mean, like, the hair, the, the drugs and everything, and, like, and, 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 and so we came, so we had that, in 71. Right? And, and, and I mean, like, we never came up and said, yeah, we drink milk and, and we don't smoke, but I mean, like, 
so when we were when we were put against an, a, a group like Port I don't know Black Sabbath or something were happening there in Britain. I mean, like it looked as if we were just sort of a, a fresh thing. And in actual, the music business wanted us to ham because they wanted something. Because everybody was fed up with that thing. And, and like and thought, oh, here's the roars. Well, it'll be it'll be nice if they can happen. And, and a lot of people helped us. A lot, a lot of people sort of gave us favours and things. But because they wanted something that was, you know, because I mean, like the majority of people in the music business are older. You know, and they like to see sort of nice things happen. So I mean, like they, they were against the drug thing, but it happened, but they, they couldn't stop it. And so when, when we, our first album was rolling, and a song, an album called Rolling in Britain, it had a, a kind of lifeline thing, like, and it says favourite drinks, and like we had vodka and beer and wine and things like that, but, but, but they ignored that because they wanted something that was, that was sort of fresh and clean. So you'd say maybe the image is a little bit out of line. It's, uh, it's, you say you had a problem personally. It's, 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 down, it's, it's, right? a, it's a bit good to be true. Too good to be good. Too, too good. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I mean, I mean, like, like, it's, it's true. I mean, like, I mean, I, I'm the only one that's ever had the hassle with drugs. But I'm over that. I mean, but I mean, and certainly none of other groups, the other guys take drugs and, and things. And uh, and it was just a thing that a lot of people wanted us to happen. You know? and, uh, and and then we got the gear, which was. So it's, it was a thing that happened over years. I mean, like we, we, we never suddenly appeared looking how we are. I mean, like we evolved is what you're evolved, saying. Yeah, because I mean, we first started just with jeans rolled up. Because at that time, the guys in Scotland, okay. yeah, we sort of walked up the streets with our jeans rolled up. We were just five ordinary guys. Yeah. We, we looked like well, that, before you know? the Beatles came out in the United States. No one had long hair. Everybody used to slick their hair back. Yeah. Just like you see in the movies. Yeah. That's the truth. The reaction the fans gave you Saturday night reminded me an awful lot, like the first Beatles, the first time, yeah, yeah. really, because it's pandemonium, it's hysteria, oh, it's crazy. and it's total screaming and insanity, you know? I don't know how they sold it out. There was, your concert was not advertised. Yeah, it sold in three Ooh. hours or something. There was no I, advertisements. I, I don't know how they done it, I mean, because I never bother with it, as long as it sells it, you know? <laughs> I want to ask you, you want a cigarette? Yeah, you don't want to. No, I just have the wrong kind of cigarettes. Are you becoming a millionaire? Uh, yeah, I think we are now, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to put a figure on it. I mean, but I mean like, we certainly know where our money is. I mean, like, we have the reason I ask it is because one of your friends could not, for whatever reasons, could not take the pressures and split, and he gave up a lot of money to do that. Yeah, he had a lot of money as well. I mean, he's breeding horses. Was that Alan? The, well, he, the, That's the Derek's thing. brother, right? Yeah, the thing, yeah. I mean, he was, uh, he just, I mean, he'd been there for ten year, nine years. Uh, and, and for the last year, he was just really hanging in. I mean, he was just, he just didn't want to sort of... Grinning and bearing it, like yeah, I he, said. he didn't want to put us in a position where we'd have to find somebody else. And, like, and uh, but he is really happy now. I mean, like, he's breeding horses, he's got a farm, he's got a but well, wasn't there a younger fellow too who gave it up too? Ian, yeah. Well, Ian was really just, uh, I don't know, was immature, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know I mean, because like, we, we, we just found him and took him yeah, a, a group that was just sort of doing the rounds in Scotland. He was Irish, I believe, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Irish, yeah, but his group was in Scotland at the time. And, uh, 
already had the girl and you want to do that. Are you unattached right now? Do you got a steady girlfriend back in Scotland? Nah, got enough assholes. <laughs> that would only make it more complicated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, enough problems. Is Scotland going to get their independence, you think? They are. It's they want it, don't they? Yeah, they've just had the next elections have been because they've just had a reorganisation of the regions. And like, because in the last election, the Scottish Nationalists had a third of the vote. That's right. But the way it was worked out was that they had the votes in the wrong areas. All these these boundaries have been changed now, so a lot of the votes have, sh have shifted regions now. So let's see what happens. Have the rollers gone into the north, into Belfast? Yeah, we 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 we've done a couple of Christmas shows there. Tell me what Belfast is like from your perspective, from your viewpoint. Sir, it's, uh, it's sad. I mean, it's because it, 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 it's a nice place and it's just there's a minority idiots who go a bit blowing people up. I mean, but I don't. I mean, I wouldn't like to get involved in that. Once one says as bad as that, uh, and this is somewhere down the line, somebody's going to have to say, right, we're going to stop. Because I mean, because the only thing happens is like one side blows up something, another side retaliates, and it's been just. And then it escalates, years, right? Right, like, and like if they go shopping, they get searched before they go into. So if they've had Macy's, they get searched before. I mean. That's insane. And, and, and it's just not a way to live, you know. And it's like. I mean, we went over there, we were in armoured trucks with the army and the <laughs> machine guns and we're sitting here, what are we doing here, you know? It's like, it's, it's, it's like entertaining the forces or something during the war. But, uh, I don't know, we, I mean, we, we've never had any any trouble. I mean, because, like, are you a Catholic? No, I'm Protestant. Are the other fellows Protestants? And now we're mixed, there's three Catholics and two Protestants. And, uh, but to think that they could be fighting a religious war in 1977 that's, that's, is insane, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. When there's so many more important things yeah, in the world, and who, what religion, what it's practice? It's just real. I mean, it's just in, it's ingrained for centuries now. You know what I mean? Like because because we, we used to talk to Ian. I mean, Ian was in amongst it, like and he, and, and at times he was he, he sounded embittered. You know, hatred. Yeah, I mean, Ian was a nice guy, but it's just it's been it's been pumped into them since they were since they're born. And when they're children, they're very impressionable. Yeah, you know, like and bad, you know, it's like. Well, I just about talked myself out. I want to just close our interview with uh, asking you this. Where do you think the rollers are going to go to the future? How do you, well, how do you see the whole plan? Uh, the main thing we want to do is just better albums, really. And then just... Is there more of a kick from touring or from recording? Uh, I think it's both things. You go to record first, and then, and then you, you go and, and, and you play the album. Or oh, as much as the album as you... And put a lot of singles as well. So, well, I, I we just just make nicer albums and just. Anyway, we we're doing this next album with another producer because uh, the guy who done the last album is having he's, he's changed company, so he, well, he's not available. Famous Jimmy Ainger. But then we, we we like weren't with Jimmy. We seen him last night actually. So. He's Jimmy like, Inner is that? I-E? I-E-N-N-E-R? Yeah. I've he, heard of him. Yeah, he's done, uh, he's, uh, he's done, he's done, uh, Carmen. he's been with he's, he's I mean, got like, some good credits he's, to he's his... One of, he's got, he's got a track list that long. <laughs> anyway, he's been with everybody, I think. And he's one of the top, he's one of the top three producers around. Anyway. I don't know why when you guys do a live, you know, a TV program or something, why don't you just plug in and play? You guys can play. I know, it's like, it's It seems it's every time, time I see really you on time. TV, it's always... Yeah, you know it, what I mean? It, it's it's really time because like you, you're sort of in the hands of an engineer that you've never met, and 
Yeah. You were taking a chance with the mix, I guess. You know what I mean, Eric? Yeah, because I mean, because you'll find that the like midnight specials and that when the bands are live, they'll have a producer in the at the in the desk, booth, yeah. You know, and it's just it's impossible for us to you know because we do that many shows. I mean, if it was if we'd done one show in six months, then you could get everything planned and make sure the the right gears there and you know like it's getting the right amps there and they're working right and things and it's just. I don't know, it's a hassle that we've not got time to fit. I mean, we could do it easily. I mean, we've done it a couple of times in Britain. But we've had sort of a couple of, when we worked for a guy called Phil Lehman, who was... But that's not Thank You Lucky Stars, is it? No, no, that's gone. That's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it shows like Supersonic and Top of the Pops. And that's, there's only two. And uh, so it's a bit... It's not a very big thing in Britain. Though, so well, I'll say one thing. You guys really have the ability to play. It's really yeah, good. Right. I liked a lot of your, a lot of your songs. We're, pra we're practicing hard there. <laughs> I wish you the best of luck. Sure, if it's okay. Can we take one picture of you and me together? Yeah, yeah. Break the camera, you with my ugly face. Eh? Take two, Stu, so we uh, make sure we get something. Okay. All right, buddy, buddy. Hey, listen, good luck to you. Man. You're a very, very honest gentleman. I wish you the best.